Can you hear me? Yes. I need your microphone in front of you. Oh, you heard me anyway. <laughs> well, how about that? Because we're sitting in a room <laughs> together. <laughs> That's how it works, huh? Everything's running. What's it say on the front of your shirt? It says Whoville. Established 1957. Whoville? Yeah. Who established it? Well, it's the like, it's the, the Grinch movie. Is that when it came out in 57? I guess so. I don't know which one it is, though. Let me look. We're going to talk about Christmas movies today after we enter the podcast. I thought we were already podcasting. We are, but <laughs> we have to say hi to the people. Oh, well, you know, a lot of the programs on TV, they just start. And then you get kind of people doing something. There's some action. Yeah. And then suddenly it says, oh, by the way. Yeah. That we're going. That's like where, I mean, we don't have like a like a theme song. But you know how like it, usually like you get a few minutes of the show and then they yeah. do the theme song. Yeah. That's kind of how we do it. Subconsciously, I kind of do it that way. But we don't have a theme song. But usually I don't open right away and say, like, welcome to the podcast. Okay. That's why usually we do some small talk first before. This um, was big talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, before we, before we keep the movie talk, we have to say hello to the people. Hi, everyone. Hi. Welcome. A couple days before Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Me and my grandpa, this is episode eight. Wow. It's crazy to think that it's been two months. I'm not going to tell you, ask if you had a favorite yet. Don't. I can't pick a favorite yet. I feel like like I spend so much time every week editing and, and watching this uh-huh. and doing it, like sitting here with, with everyone. It's kind of kind of weird. I had a friend today tell me, like I, I told him, we're filming today. And they were like, great, I'm listening to like your last one. And I was like... I have. I still haven't figured out how I should feel internally when people tell me they're actively listening or watching it, yes. because I feel so proud of it on one hand, and on the other hand, I feel like a child who like just got up in front of the class and gave a speech, and you get done, and you're like, that was the most embarrassing <laughs> thing ever. I have no idea what I said or did, and so I'm very grateful that people listen, and I love reading the comments. We had a last week. We had a people. People were happy that we're bringing on like such a variety of guests. Uh-huh. So that definitely, like people said they want to want to keep having fun, like different guests. Someone said they wanted to go see a Shakespeare show out in California. Oh, good. I was like, that's so cool that just because we talked to somebody that that's yeah. impacting somebody else that's watching yeah. or listening. It is fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's fun for us to, we know people and we think of people and then suddenly we, we go, Hey, he'd be great on a podcast, yeah. but I'm not going to mention his name. Don't. Nope. <laughs> I, I, so, will this episode and next week's episode will be just us. And then starting in the new year, we have some, some other guests that are on our list of people to talk to. So definitely keep an eye out or a, an ear open for those episodes. How do, how do they know? We don't, we don't really tell people ahead of time who's coming yeah. very much, but we could start doing that. Okay. We could start dropping hints or okay. announce it. Oh, yeah. This you, person uh, coming soon. Oh, do you put it on some of the media? We kinds could put of it things? on the medias. Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> we, 
will take their picture and say, who do you think this is? <laughs> That's like, kind of interesting because I feel yeah. like, I mean, we're not to a point where we're, we're talking to major celebrities by any means. Yeah. So a lot of, uh, a lot of our interviews are kind of more unknown people who are successful in their own right. And, yeah. and there's something really cool about that, that we get to help expose them or their passion or their concepts to, to other people that are yeah. willing to hang out with us every week for a little bit. Yeah. Do you know what I did last night? What did you do last mm. night? Gladys and I went out driving around the neighborhoods looking at, at Christmas lights. Yeah. At holiday lights Christmas driving lights. around. And did you do that when you were little? There weren't any when I was little. There weren't any Christmas lights? Oh, no. That's so funny. Not on the west side of Chicago. Are you kidding? They would have been gone in 10 minutes. Somebody put out lights. Goodbye. You're right. You <laughs> are right about that. Adios. I, uh, like, that was a big deal when I was little, is uh-huh. they would take us driving around the, the suburbs, uh-huh. whether I was down in, in the Chicago suburbs or up in up in Wisconsin. They'd yeah. take us. I remember my, my mom's mom, my grandma. Shout out to Nana who's definitely watching or listening this today. Sure. <laughs> um, but she she loved, she would pile all of us kids into the car and uh-huh. drive around and look at these lights, look at those lights. Yeah. And the coolest ones are the ones that are connected to the radio station. So you drive up and they have a sign that says, turn to blah, blah, blah station. And the lights match the music on the radio. So they're following the beats or the words or mm-hmm. whatever it is. So those are really exciting. Yeah. I went to uh, the a zoo, a local zoo that had a light show the other week, and they had these these Christmas trees that sang words, and my sister and I were looking at them, and I was like, I could do all the work to like set those up and code them to match music songs, and that'd be so cool, but it would take so long. And she and my dad was like, just buy a kit that does it for you, and I looked it up. It was a lot of money. Yeah. It was not a cheap thing, yeah. but it would be really, it was really fun to watch them. They like told jokes, yeah. like dad jokes oh, and, good. and sang Christmas songs. And uh-huh. there were like three or four Christmas trees and they, it was like they were talking to each other. It was really funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they, you went and looked at Christmas lights last night. Was yes. there, a, do you have a favorite type of Christmas light? What I was really surprised at yeah. was how big Grinch is right now. Grinch is huge. I mean, I mean, really huge. I mean, I mean, if you saw balloons yeah. and stuffed animals and, oh, yeah. you know, I think the favorite was a huge bear that, yeah. that kept reaching out like he wanted to hug you. Okay. And it would have felt good. It really. Have yeah. you seen, have you ever seen the houses that like don't have many lights? But they'll just have like a string of lights that comes down to a Grinch sign, and the Grinch is putting the lights in his like bag, like he's stealing the no, people's no, Christmas no, lights. No, 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 I didn't see any of those. Those ones are funny because it's like you put the effort in to decorate your house, but didn't want to go over the top, so like you just strung one string of lights and was like, ah, uh-huh. oh, the Grinch took the rest. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, you know, the, there's a neighborhood nearby where, as you pull in, mm-hmm. it is. There are so many characters, these balloon characters and stuffed animals and trains. Yeah. And, and, and it's hundreds of pieces. And this person must spend three months mm-hmm. putting this up. As, it takes a lot know, of time. Gladys immediately said, can you imagine his electric bill? Oh, yeah. And, and there were, it was huge. Okay, so you're entering a neighborhood. 
Yeah. This is the first house. The house across the street's got a lot of lights, too. But once we got into the neighborhood, it was about three blocks long. Hardly any lights. Really? And began to think, you know, if I lived in that neighborhood, I might be a little blown away. You know, maybe I wouldn't. <laughs> who's going to, they're going to see my few lights and, and, and it's all over. You feel like you're not, not, as, not as efficient as everyone else? Well, it was kind of like, gosh, we said it all right there as we came in the neighborhood. Yeah. I mean, there it is. And Can't it really, top that. It was, it was, it was really Have you ever cool. been to like an official, uh, I don't know what you would call them, but they're like drive-through light shows? No, I haven't. I, I think the biggest and best, you know, I spent a lot of time in my 80 plus years doing Christmases. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest, most impressive for me was at Disney World and what was then MGM Studios. What, what they had yeah. then, before, now it's Hollywood Studios, but mm-hmm. it used to be Disney MGM. What what they had then was a uh, Osborne family uh, dancing light area, okay. which they don't have anymore, and I'll tell you why not. But it was in the back of Disney MGM was a street filled with homes, and these homes used to be in Disney movies. They okay. were built for Disney movies um, and TV shows like Leave It to Beaver mm-hmm. or The Golden Girls. I, I now we're getting old, but that are still on TV, the, those TV programs. Yeah. And so Osborne put up streets and streets and streets and millions of lights, took over a whole neighborhood of Little Rock, Arkansas. And they gave the whole thing to Disney with the idea that they would put them on their street where all these homes are and then open it up for the public in the winter for Christmas time. So it was a wonderful evening of walking down a street with millions of things in the air and dancing lights and they had music every 10 minutes. It would go on 10 minutes and then it would change, which changed the action of the lights yeah. as as music was playing the lights kept up with the music and the beat and so forth and uh, that was the most amazing thing that i remember at christmas christmas at disney was oh it still is i'm i'm going this weekend i'll be back yeah but osborne lights won't be there <laughs> because they took down that street in order to uh, build the star wars area Yes. I have yet to be in the Star Wars area. Oh, well, there's no lights. So, well. <laughs> But Osborne, took the, they took the lights, yeah. and Disney gave them to a charity Good. that puts on this show every... And you could still go see the, the show. Cool. It was cool. Yeah, we did... Um, and we've done them a few times, but they're these drive-through light shows, which are really great for little kids who you don't want to have to sit outside. I mean, up in the north, it's sub-zero degrees sometimes <laughs> yes. at this time of year. 
And it's also good for elderly people who don't want to walk or be out in the cold. Mm-hmm. And so it was really nice that we could just, or the dogs. It was always really fun to take the dogs too, because they have no idea what's going on. But it is fun for them to watch all the lights. So we'd all pile in the car. And it's similar to like a drive-in movie. You pay per car full, not per person. Mm-hmm. And so you you pay the, the 15 or 20 bucks, whatever it is. And it's like um at least a mile, sometimes a few miles of lights so you drive through and and the first area could just be like generic christmas tree type lights and then the next area would be grinch themed or disney themed or Mm -hmm. superhero themed Mm -hmm. and so you just keep going through section by section they'll have all different things and and there's something that everyone's excited about so like you may be excited that they have a dog area or or an area that has a specific cartoon you like or a movie you love that's a Christmas-themed movie or they'll get to Rudolph or they have candy canes. and So it's always just exciting because you're just sitting there and even if you're bored, you're like, this is still really cool, yeah. <laughs> like even if yeah. it's not your favorite part of it. Yeah. So by the end of it, you're like, that was a lot of work. Like very similar to like the neighborhood where you're like, their electric bill must be high. The people yeah. that run these things, I really hope they're profitable. Like. I wonder how much electric they're paying versus how many cars get to go through that thing every night. Yeah. And, and it's just really fun. But yeah, we did one in a bomb shelter. We've done a few that they'll do them in like mall parking lots or, or something or parking lots of things that are usually open only during the summer because they have no purpose in the winter up North when it's snowing. But down here, there's no snow. Well, in the South where it doesn't snow, like, did it feel, does it feel weird? I mean, this is my first, like, not being in a cold climate winter Christmas situation. And it feels weird to think of like palm trees with Christmas lights. Like what do you, like how do you equate to me? Like Christmas always feels very snowy and you've spent a long time not doing a a snowy Christmas. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I, sometimes we miss the snow so much. We just get up and go north. Uh, Probably. My favorite was uh, all four of our kids and their families that were born yet Correct. <laughs> would fly to Durango, Colorado, just yeah, north of Durango. Before my time. Is where our home in the mountain is. Mm-hmm. And it's five minutes from Purgatory Ski Resort. And they get 550 inches of snow a year. Oh, my. And, um, and the house sat on the side of the mountain looking at, the Twin Peaks, and that was pretty special to have the fires going in the fireplace and skiing. Uh, the youngest kids learning how to ski. Uh, it sounds really uh, beautiful. Uh, how old were you when you first skied? First ski, oh, I was in my mid to late 20s. Okay. Yeah. I was. I still have time, I, then. I think I I'm was, the only one in my family who's never uh, been skiing. I was a graduate student at Michigan State. Okay. And my major professor was a great skier, and he taught us how to ski. Taught some of your aunts and uncles and mom and dad maybe how to ski too. Um, and so um, there's something about skiing. Okay. That I should tell you about. Okay. If a kid can ski, I'm talking about a kid like 
6 to 12 years old, yeah, even 13, if he can ski, he can handle a lot of stuff in his world. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's true. Okay. I, we were working with school in, uh, in uh, Lansing, Michigan, and we had a bunch of kids there that wouldn't read. They just, reading was, you know, a downer for them. Yeah. And so, and part of it was they didn't want to attempt to read. They, you know, they knew they couldn't do it. And so um, my friend, who was my major professor, he said, let's take this bunch of kids and we'll make a deal with them. If they would try to read... We'll take them skiing. Now, I know some people in the reading world would say, that's a nasty, wrong thing to do. But we did it. And we took them skiing. Taught them how to ski. And they they got good at it. Yeah. And they, there was a direct relationship with them taking a risk to being, to read. And they became better students in school. So... I was really hoping that my kids would learn how to ski. <laughs> and, At a young age? I think their self-concept just really... I mean, if you can go down that mountain... Now, I don't know if it's skiing in Iowa. I don't mean to put down Iowa. I mean, we're talking skiing, you know, like in New England. Or, mm-hmm. well, even a hill in, in Indiana might be okay. It's southern Indiana. If you could ski, yeah. if a kid could learn how to do that, his ego, his ego, his self-concept really grows. My, you know, that's that's great. And then, and certainly, toboggan going down a sled or toboggan oh, yeah. down a hill. My mom had this vintage, like from the time she was a kid. I don't know if it was her grandparents or if they got it at a fleet market or something. This wooden toboggan that had this cushion on top of it that was not very thick at all. It uh-huh. was, you could tell this thing was old. Uh-huh. And we kept it up in the in the the roof rafters of our garage up, yeah. up in Chicago. And we took it out a few years ago. There was a big snowfall. And the kids in our in our town would go sledding at this like basin, like this water reserve that was uh-huh. always empty because it didn't I mean unless it like stormed hard. Uh-huh. But when it snowed it became a great sledding hill. Uh-huh. But the walk up is always brutal. You're like, this is so fun for all of like 20 seconds. And then yeah. you have to march all the way up the hill again with your sled. Yeah. But we took the toboggan. And there was like, there had to be six or seven of us that all fit on the toboggan together. And we wrote it down. And I think it was really special for my mom to take it out there and, and yeah. do it again. Because she had so many memories on it. And I mean, we I'm sure we did it as a kid. But to do it at a time where yeah. we were all almost adults, like all able to consciously remember it together. It was a really fun time, but she did not bring uh, the toboggan down here. I don't think we need it here in the South where it doesn't (laughs) snow. It was given to to someone else who will use it. Yeah, we don't see a lot of toboggans here. Yeah, probably not. You know, I I think... uh, uh, Do you feel like the holidays are less, feel less Christmassy or like they feel different since there's no snow? Or you feel like well, I think I think the most important thing um, in my lifetime was the gathering of the family. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I've always enjoyed opening that gift. You know, I I remember the first time my I woke up and and looked next to my 
bed. We didn't have a Christmas tree in the little apartment I lived in when I was yeah. a little kid in Chicago. But waking up and looking at that Mattel toy sitting there, I mean, Mattel goes back a long way. That's so funny. You know, waking up and seeing that little gas station with little cars yeah. that can go up and down to the second level and go through the car wash and stuff. And uh, gosh, it was great. Do you have a favorite Christmas gift? <sighs> I think as I've grown older, the most favorite are those that have to do with uh, somebody saying, um, we've got a trip planned with you. Oh, like the experiences. Yeah, like let's go to the zoo mm-hmm. together, take a Saturday. Yeah. And uh, we'll take you out to lunch and uh, or we'll go see a special ball game. Yeah. Um, yeah, as I've grown older, those have become more meaningful mm-hmm. and uh, planning times together. Yeah. And um, that's where my head goes at Christmas. Uh, that's cool. As yeah. a kid, though, did you have a favorite Christmas gift that like, you remember that stuck out? Well, it was that little gas station. That gas my, station my, toy? My, my first one, sure. That's cool. Yeah. And, you know, and everybody, at least for boys, you know, getting a new pair of pajamas or something wasn't much. Yeah. I mean, yeah, boy. Yeah. Oh, good. That's Did a you great. guys do, like, matching Christmas pajamas? Um, no, 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 you know, you know, and I grew up in a Jewish family. I was going to so, say you, you didn't celebrate like Christmas, like well, we, religiously the way a lot of people do. Well, I don't know what the degree is. You know, mom would, I think Santa. I've mentioned before, she, it was always about Santa and, and the wonderful spirit of, of Christmas, which is kind of, funny. of giving mm-hmm. and, and taking care of one another and, uh, and, and, loving other people yeah and so that's where my mom and dad were at yeah and um i would say their closest friends Ooh, i don't are there any aunts and uncles listening i think their closest friends all were all of a variety of religions and uh we're it was a mel- i mean cities in america are melting pots it's not like yeah. I mean, there are some groups of communities that are really just one sect of people, but a lot of times you're surrounded yeah. by all sorts of people. Well, I think, thank goodness for immigrants. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be uh, here. There we, <laughs> there we go. Well, uh, I'll tell you one thing that's really hard to do that blew my self-concept. What? Snow skiing. I mean, okay. uh, snowshoeing. Okay. You know, I love to ski yeah. downhill, but we rented, uh, what we did is put a down payment on new snowshoes. Because here we are up on the mountain and we want to walk in the snow. Mm-hmm. And if you buy snowshoes, you're supposed to be able to walk on top. Yeah. We bought the best. Yeah. It sunk right down to our chests, all the way down to here. Was this in Michigan? or That was in, in Colorado. Okay. Yeah. Colorado. Yeah, and the guy who sold us uh, those shoes said, "All you gotta do is step out, you'll you'll walk." And walk and we, we couldn't get out of the snow. <laughs> we took those snowshoes back. I I think it's really interesting the concept of snow sports because it really is. I mean, I don't know if there's equivalent 
like in the south, really, of something that like a group of people can only do seasonally. Because in the north, it gets warm enough to be able to swim. Like, I guess surfing is kind of a a thing that you have to be in a certain area oh, for. Oh yeah. But I, in our middle school, they had a skiing club, and there was a field trip you would go on to go skiing. And of course, the year I got to middle school that I was old enough to go up, do the skiing trip, they cancel it. They got rid of it. So I've never been skiing. And even I, I don't know, it had to be before I left for college because my sister was still really young. My parents took her and her best friend skiing. And and I have no idea what I was doing, yeah. but I didn't go skiing. So yeah. I, I have mixed feelings about it because I don't really love the cold to begin with. And I've done some really other cool things that I feel like make up for it, but it was really, really weird to like have everyone else in the family talk about how cool it is and how exciting it is and mm-hmm. and go down the hill and whatnot. And I've just never experienced it. One day though, eventually I'll go. Yeah. But also like none of them were in Switzerland on top of like the highest Alps in Switzerland getting to see that. That was really fun. When I was there, it was really funny for me because I was, I, I spent a weekend by myself. I did some solo travel and I was all over. I took this train. It's called the Glacier Express. And the windows are like clear all the way up through the ceiling. So you can fully see the mm. mountains. And it wow. goes across Switzerland. Wow. And so we were, I rode it all day long. And then I rode a bunch of trains to different towns to get back to Zurich where I was staying for the night. And on one of the little trains, it was a smaller like between town train. It wasn't anything big. But it was normal for for good quality, like, public transportation in Europe. I'm sitting there, and I see these weird racks. And you're used to, like, luggage racks on, like, a bus or a train because people travel with luggage. But they're weird. They're, like, tall, and they have little, like, straps on them, like, to hold stuff in. But they're really skinny. And I thought for a second, and I looked around, and I said, they're skiing straps for people to strap in their skis when they're traveling to like a skiing town from their little town. And I was like, that's so amazing that, that they have such a culture there that it would be ingrained into their public transportation like that. It's not just like throw your swimsuit in a, in a suitcase. You, you gotta actually like design around it. It was really funny. Yeah. But yeah, I think there, there are places. um, Okay. There are places that are easier to do water sports if you're in the South. Yeah. I mean, although I learned how to swim in Lake Michigan in yeah. 55 or 60 degree water. And you can do an, you can do but, an indoor, like an indoor swimming pool. Like yeah. I lifeguarded at an indoor swimming pool year round. Yeah. Teaching kids how to swim. Yeah, yeah there's more and more of that. Mm-hmm. It's not as easy to do an indoor skiing slope. It takes a little more energy. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I was really lucky in Australia to go as far north as I could be and and dive. Um, Mm. We were certified divers and to dive in the Barrier Reef. Yeah. And still be able to go far south, which would be like going out north, and being able to to see skiing in the the south That's of Australia, funny. yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like 
these big countries, you can have that diversity. I was surprised in, well, let's see. It's hard to find a small country that has mild winters and, but yet cold enough to have ice. And mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm talking about it even right now. <laughs> New Zealand. New Zealand. New Zealand. I remember being on the coast and and uh, seeing people swimming and even seeing penguins and then looking up at sea glaciers in the mountains. Um, oh, well. How about uh, your favorite uh, Christmas movie? My favorite Christmas movie? That's a great question. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that The Grinch is so good. It's a classic. Yeah. I don't know if I'd put it at my favorite, though. Elf is a big deal for kids in my generation with Will Ferrell. Yeah. And I think I, I looked it up. The Year Without a Santa Claus. It's like a stop motion animated. It's not animated, but like stop motion um, movie from 1974, and it's it's a pretty old old movie. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. It's an old old movie. <laughs> kind of interesting, but I mean, it was it was less than five years after. Gosh, something fifty years old. It's really old. Well, in respect to Christmas movies, it's uh-huh. on the older side. Yeah. I played a. I we I mean. As December goes through, you have different family gatherings, right, mm-hmm. for the holidays. Yeah. And so I was at a family gathering, and we played this this trivia game where it was just a few weeks ago. Um, we had pictures of movies, Christmas movies, but it was just like one shot from the movie. And there were 15, and my sister and I, my little sister and I were on a team, and... I don't know. It was a miracle how her and I ended up winning this game because most Christmas movies are old in a way. Like, there are newer ones, but the ones that were on this sheet, like A White Christmas was on this sheet. It's my favorite. That's I watched it with my uh, with my grandma before we moved out of Chicago. Her and I, she was like, put a movie on. And I was like, we'll watch this one. And you always see the sisters scene, like the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that the boys do it. I saw a clip the other day that said that that was fully improv, like the boys doing it. And uh-huh. they kept it in because they thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Um, but that was a good movie. And there were a few other ones. And and we got a half point because there was a movie she couldn't we couldn't remember the name of. But she wrote down like all the other information about the movie and the main joke in the movie and, and like the longer version name of the movie. So we got a half point for it. But... There were some other ones that it was kind of surprising that I was like, that's what that is. But there was Home Alone's a big deal for kids in my generation. Mm-hmm. Elf is, um, i trying to think about what else. But A Year Without a Santa Claus, it opens with, I mean, if we want to get into song lyrics, it opens with I'll Have a Blue Christmas Without You. And that movie or that song is just so like heart-wrenching. Uh-huh. Every time I hear those lyrics, like I, I heard them the other day and I just started crying. I was yeah. like, oh. It's so so hard to think about the people you miss during the holidays. I think I think I've had a lot of good Christmases, but some of the most memorable ones are the ones that are really hard because you 
you're emotionally just going through it because you miss somebody that's not there or there's other stuff going on in the family. And it, it can be a really stressful or, or hard time for a lot of people yeah. as much as it can be a really beautiful, fun time for other people. So, I mean, we talked about it closer to Thanksgiving, but the concept of giving back during the holidays, I think, is so crucial and, and important for for everyone, but also for kids, especially to kind of have that balance of it's really easy during the holidays to feel like you're on top of the world and you're getting every gift possible. And mm-hmm. my sister and I, we weren't allowed to have Barbies when we were kids. That's like a big deal for a lot of girls. It's like you get the Barbie and... and and you get all the clothes or the accessories or whatever it is. But my mom didn't allow us to have Barbies. She was anti-Barbie because of, of the stigma and the the kind of conversation around Barbie at the time was really un, unhealthy. And it was kind of seen as as what would be a role model for little girls. And she didn't want us to think that you had to be blonde and skinny and look perfect all the time. As much as Barbie is so much more than that. I mean... Did you see the Barbie movie? Mm. Oh, you have to see it. It's so good. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a a huge movie. I love it. And Barbie is much more than that. But at the time, that was the conversation around it. So we weren't allowed to have Barbies. We were allowed to have American Girl dolls, however, which there's a big thing because there's an American Girl doll of the year. And then when my sister and I, as we got a little bit older, and but we were still in the in the doll range. They have like look-alike type dolls, so you could custom order a doll that looked similar to you, which is a little bit different than a lot of dolls because you're used to just getting a generic baby doll and carrying it around. But to have a doll specifically that had the same eye color and same hair color, and and then you could get the accessories for whatever activities you did. But we, my brother and my mom, like custom made a, an American Girl dollhouse for us in our room because my sister and I shared a room growing up. And it was big and it was pink. And it had five rooms, like two big ones on the top and then three smaller ones on the bottom. And we had American Girl doll beds. We had like bunk beds for them. We had a camper for them. <laughs> so that was a huge deal. And then on our birthdays or going into the holidays for Christmas, we always would go downtown for a day and see the lights mm-hmm. and go ice skating and go to the Chris Kindle market, which for those of you who don't have one near you is, is a European kind of tradition in a lot of towns. They have these little wooden cabins and, and people bring their goods, whatever they, they sell to these markets. So they could be, they could be winter themed things like scarves and gloves or holiday gifts and sometimes they were just kind of generic fun things or different foods. So we'd go to the market and, and get the hot chocolate in the mug and oh, fun. walk around the city. And then we'd go to Giardelli for ice cream. And I'd always get coffee ice cream, even though I don't like the taste of coffee. Coffee ice cream is just so good. And and so we did that every year. That was a big tradition. But we'd, we'd do some window shopping and we'd stop at the American Girl doll store and you run around and you're like there's this new doll coming or this big thing's happening. And so you always knew if there was a, a longer, thicker box that that was an American girl oh, doll yes. under the tree. And that yes. was huge, huge, yeah. huge, huge. Did you guys do stockings or just gifts oh, under the yeah, tree? Oh, stockings. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, now when you guys, uh, let's talk about the last 50 years. Yes. <laughs> but when you were younger. No. You didn't know stockings. No, we had no place to put stockings. So when you got older and did do stockings yeah. as an adult or as a parent as well, 
Did you guys open stockings before you opened gifts? Oh, sure. Really? Yeah, you wake up uh, and uh, by the chimney over yeah. here, right yeah. behind me, there'd be stockings and, and uh, all kinds of goodies left near the stockings mm. that seemed to appear early in the morning and then we, but you didn't have kids we make in some hot house. chocolate like when you were when you were younger and had the children and did christmas with the kids did they open the stockings before they opened christmas gifts um it's a yes. big con- i only ask yes. it's yes. a conversation because yeah. there's some families that are pre-christmas gift stocking people and there's some families that are post-Christmas gifts. Oh, I didn't people. know that. You know, I I never we did an analysis our, of who we, did what. I, we open our stockings after Christmas gifts. Oh, okay. My mom makes us wait. Well, the tradition started when we were younger. We always do Christmas Eve at my mom's side of the family. And then sometimes when we were younger, we'd sleep at my aunt's house and do Christmas morning there with my cousins. Okay. As we got older, we split off. And started doing Christmas morning at our house. So late in the night, Christmas Eve, we'd drive and do the midnight or like really it's 11 p.m. It ends at midnight Christmas service at church and it's a candlelit service. So the choir is singing and then at one point you sing a song together like the whole church does and you light candles together and you like use your candle to light the next person's candle. It's a very Mm -hmm. beautiful thing. And then we get home, fall asleep, wake up, Santa's there. Yeah. And we are all in our matching Christmas pajamas. So as, as young kids with our cousins, they're not exactly matching. They're the same pattern, but we each would have a different color. So like my sister would have pink and I'd have purple or like sometimes you could match with somebody that like also liked the same color as you. But generally, like they were the same type of pajama, but mm-hmm. we were all matching. It was really cute. Then as we got older, we still do the matching pajamas. They grow in, in kind of ebb and flow as the years go, depending on what options there are, what's available. Mm-hmm. The other week, we just, my sister and I picked out our, our Christmas morning pajama pants. Now they're not as much of a surprise. We kind of get, get some input in which design we want for the year. And so then we wake up in the morning, and usually my sister, the little one, wakes us all up because she's like, it's Christmas morning, Santa's here, get your butts up. So she wakes us up. Then we all stand in, in the hallway. We're not allowed in the living room where yeah. the, the stockings and the Christmas tree is. And we have to wait there. And mom and dad video us. And they'll say, okay, go ahead. And we'll say, good morning. It's Christmas 2023. And yeah. I'm 23 years old. And I'm this year's old. I'm 25 or whatever it is. And then... We're allowed to walk in and they film us walking in and seeing the gift for the first time. And then my sister and I are usually the gift separator. So then we have to sort out all the gifts to whoever, whoever's name is on them. Uh-huh. And then we go around and have to like balance it out so that no one person has like a ton of gifts left to open. You want to like be as equal as possible yeah. so that you're kind of continually opening gifts together as a family. And then after we're done opening gifts... We open stockings or we go do Belgian waffles and then come back and do stockings, depending on how mm-hmm. tired or hungry we are by mm-hmm. then. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting, though. A lot of people do it differently. I know somebody who Christmas Eve, they open gifts with family. Um, 
Or they don't really open that many gifts with family, just like whatever family is visiting Christmas Eve that won't be there in the morning on Christmas Day. But Christmas Eve, the only gift that they get from their parents are their Christmas pajamas. So, like, they have no idea what the Christmas pajamas are until they open the gifts Christmas Eve. So it's kind of really funny how different families different families do it. I know some families that do Christmas because it's, I think it's a really hard conversation to have once you have a significant other and have to start figuring out where you're going for the holidays because you can't be in every place at once. Mm-hmm. And especially now that families live like in farther spread out spaces, you don't get to see. It's not as easy just to like drive downtown or across the like town to your significant other's family. So you have to do more of a, of a real planning. Like one gets Thanksgiving, one gets Christmas. But I know one family, I nannied for their, their kids. They did like her side of the family on the 23rd and it would switch. So like they'd get the 23rd one year and the other family would get Christmas Eve the 24th. And then the next year, his family would get the 23rd and her family would get the 24th. So it's kind of kind of funny to, that families do stuff like that to make it work. But it takes a lot of patience and a lot of communication because it's, it's really hectic to figure all that out. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I think uh, I, uh, I think we'd get up uh, and uh, make some hot chocolate mm-hmm. and uh, open some gifts yeah. early. Because we always had dogs. Yeah. And dogs would wake us up say, hey, we yeah, don't, we don't care if it goes. is. Yeah. You know, sometimes two dogs, sometimes three dogs. And yeah. it's time to get up. Did you give the dogs Christmas gifts? Always. Yeah. Well, Did they unwrap them? Oh, or you just give it to them? It was some, some yeah. they need to. We have two dogs right know, now. Some they, they can work on. And Some, one, one will unwrap them and the other couldn't care less. He's like, it's a ball of wrapping paper. Diff- different kinds of treats are always attached, yeah. you know. And yeah. I I think um, most often we'd get in the car mm-hmm. and we'd go to Waffle House. Really? Early in the morning. Yeah. Now we're talking early still. Like when you had the kids or just like you and your wife? Uh, just me and Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most of my kids were off taking care of you. I well, mean, doing their things with their children, kids. not me specifically. Well, I mean, they're off doing what, yeah. you know, the, whatever Taking care of the kind. grandkids. Yeah. And so for so many years, and so we'd go to Waffle House. Waffle That's House funny. on Christmas morning in this town is yeah. really fun. Everybody's dressed up and everybody's walking in, giving huge tips because, everyone, you know, most places were closed Absolutely. over these years for... And it'd just be a fun time, be lots of Christmas music, and people would be uh, just in, in great cheer. And then we'd come home and and uh, call the kids and the grandkids and say, Merry Christmas. Yeah. And um, most often we'd go see a movie on Christmas Day. That's interesting. Yeah. You know, and th- that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. I think... Um, Oh. You decorated I, a tree. You had a really beautiful tree. Yeah, we always got a live tree. Oh, I didn't know it was a, a live tree. Oh, yeah. We have a fake tree. Well, I, um, you know, there's a big push right now about uh, going back to having live trees. To, uh, the American agriculture is big on that. 
Mm. People uh, work and, and so grow these things, and they it. say that it's healthy for the environment and yeah. what they do with the leftover trees, and mm-hmm. they keep uh, the the air cleaner and Definitely. the you know people are becoming more environmentally conscious. Yeah. And I used to think, well, you kill a tree, you're not being environmentally, mm-hmm. you know, but that's not it. It's yeah. like they're it's it's agriculture now. I want to say my mom or my brother or someone was was allergic or. Like all the having the live like pine needles in the house uh-huh. wasn't good, and then on top of that, like when you have animals, then you have, then they go everywhere because the animals play with the tree, and then the needles fall, and then you're having to clean up pine needles all the time everywhere. Gosh, they can be really messy. I didn't have that experience. Yeah, it was a lot. Even this so we guy, switched this to guy, a real, this guy didn't bother the tree. Yeah, we switched no. to a, a fake tree and. We spend a night together as a family watching Christmas movies and putting yeah. ornaments up on the tree together. And I was going to say, I think yeah. it's really cute. Like, there is just the generic, stereotypical Hallmark movie, like yeah. Christmas movie. And I always try watching new Christmas movies, and I, I try looking for gems. But it's so hard when you have things like, like the Grinch, like Elf. And yeah. you're like, how can you beat that with, like, the same... Travels to their hometown and falls in love. Christmas movie that happens over and over again. Yeah. But um. Yeah. I think that uh, I think it's really it's really interesting that different people. I mean, Christmas music is a big deal. We I always remember we had choir Christmas choir concerts, yeah. so we'd sing holiday songs for that. We had a Christmas parade. I remember when I was really little. Yeah. They stopped doing it by the time I got old enough to to be in parades for stuff. But I remember like being excited because all my other like older friends and Girl Scouts were marching in the parade as the Girl Scout group and you'd see the different they had smaller floats. I mean, you're in a, a small suburb. It's not yeah. like they had huge holiday floats. But they, you know, they have the fire trucks and the police cars and and they'd hand out candy and I remember just being bundled up with my hot chocolate and our our town and the main streets had brick like sidewalks. And I was standing there with my mom and I was wrapped in a blanket, like my arm, like I couldn't even like move my arms and it was so cold Mm -hmm. and I was leaning against my mom. I had to be really little, like six or seven. I was leaning, leaning back against her and we're watching and she took a step back or to the side to, to help one of my other siblings. And I fell straight back onto the bricks and and everyone came running. Are you okay? Are you okay? I don't know if I cried or not, but I remember like so vividly that experience of like watching the Christmas parade. And then by the time I got old enough, they stopped doing the Christmas parade, but they did, they did other parades throughout the year, but it was always really kind of funny to see a parade in the winter where everyone's freezing their butts off compared to the summer where you're all like sitting out in lawn yeah. chairs. Um, yeah. But we, and, and in high school, we Christmas carol. I mean, in middle school, I feel like I did it more because I stopped yeah. singing in high school, like academically, but I was, I was heavily involved in the music programs in middle school and we'd go out Christmas caroling our show choir would. So we'd all go together and uh-huh. walk to how from house to house. And we had a sheet of like music songs that we would sing and we'd walk up to the house and be like, we're singing this song this time, guys. And so then we'd all follow along and sing together and carol. It was really funny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I think uh, more and more um, 
as I grow older, um, I and I still think of the old White Christmas as being my your favorite. Yeah, it's a good one. Bing Crosby. <laughs> yeah, I think it's. I think Christmas is a really special time and. I also think that it's it's really easy to romanticize Christmas time, but you could you could do Christmas things year round if you wanted to yeah. to yeah. go celebrate stuff. But I mean, it'll be really interesting. Um, I'm gonna take my sister ice skating, and we're in a place where you can't go ice skating outside because it's not cold enough for ice rinks outside. I mean, you kind of can, but they're still kind of melting. <laughs> but um, yeah, but I'm gonna take my sister ice skating to celebrate Christmas and the, the winter, even though we don't really live in the cold. But uh-huh. there's some fun traditions. We'll have to make new traditions. I mean, you talked about, you told me this week that um, you used to go to the Museum of Science and Industry for yeah. Christmas and the holidays. Yeah. And we did that too, which is kind of funny that that even years later, it's still just as fun of a, a holiday tradition to go do that in Chicago. I, I miss it. I didn't go this year. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well... I think, uh, what can I say? I went out looking at Christmas lights. Yeah. Here, you know what it was? It's about time for us I didn't to need a up. jacket on. No, you didn't need a jacket on. Oh, hey, next week it's, uh, we'll be. Next, year, we next can week talk. we'll talk about New Year's. Oh, I've got some good New Year's stories. Ooh, I'm yeah. excited to hear about you know, your I New kinda, Year's stories. I kind of got them mixed in. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm thinking about Christmas, but they kind of flow together. They kind of go together. together. Pretty close. Yeah. But um goodbye to everyone and Merry Merry Christmas. Happy holidays yeah, Merry from Christmas. us and Fraser. Thanks for joining us. Yes. Uh we'll have uh, another episode out next Wednesday talking about New Year's. Yeah. You can like and follow on all the programs. I know we have some wonderful fans on Facebook and YouTube and our listening platforms, Spotify. Apple Music, I think it gets put on. Google Podcasts. Yeah. Apple Podcasts, all of the things. I'm excited. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah. Me and my grandpa. I'm me and my grandpa. Thanks, guys.